Everybody in the world to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in and around God's beautiful sexual blue green orb. <laughs> it's a wonderful Monday, <laughs> September third, uh, and it's it's coming, guys. Fall is here. It's it well not quite, but it's here. It's coming. I'm feeling it. It's been nice and cool, breezy the last couple of days, at least in the part of the time scheme that I am currently at. Been walking around, feeling it, enjoying myself. Life is good, guys. Life is beautiful. And if you are listening to this on the day it's released, well, we have a freaking big old 25th anniversary party for Planet Ant coming up. I believe it's <laughs> this Saturday. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, that sounds about right. September 8th. Yeah, and it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. There's going to be music, games, <laughs> pretzels. <laughs> it's going to be a blast. Come on out. I normally do this at the end, but I'm just so excited for you guys to hear about it. And it's coming. If you've never listened to the Michael Debris Variety Hour before, it's an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, poets, painters, artists, sculptors, poets. <laughs> I've only had two poets on the show, so I got to give them both their due credit. That's why you can say it twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> the art form's so nice, you had to say it twice. <laughs> but also, we feature uh, actors, directors, writers, improvisers on the show to discuss. Their upcoming stuff, too, because, you know, let's face it, as much as we don't want to admit it, acting is art. <laughs> Theater is art. <laughs> Theater is art. As much as we hate, hate to admit it, it's it's an art form. <sighs> Even when it's bad. And today is no exception. <laughs> we are featured of the upcoming show at Go Comedy 321. We have Travis Pelto and Joe Hingleberg. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, say, say, say which one is which, just for oh, my sure. purposes. Uh, my name is Travis, <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Joe. Joe Hingleberg. Joe Hingleberg. The Joe Hingleberg. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so why don't you guys uh, tell me who you are? You already did that part, so check. Uh, what, what got you started in acting, and if you were to have a f- professional wrestling match with uh, any, I don't know, any full sports team, what would it be? <laughs> like yeah. a Royal Rumble. Oh, oh, oh. Any any time. Oh, my God. Man, all right. Like it could be the 88 Brooklyn um, Dodgers. Okay, so we started improvising in high school, but yeah. on to the second question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, cool. So born and raised in Canton, Michigan, had a <laughs> suburban childhood. Uh, but to... <laughs> <laughs> answer your question. Um, yeah, uh, 
we went to the same high school. It was a big high school, so we had uh, an improv club. My parents got divorced when I was eight years old. But the wrestling <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, rough time in middle school. Didn't really know who I was or what I wanted to be. Uh, just kind of floated from group to group trying to figure out my identity. But the wrestling question. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, that is, that's a tough one. So yeah. to answer, I, I would want to have a Royal Rumble with, Every Harlem Globetrotter. Oh, wow. That's a great answer. Think about all of the tricky traps and crafty contraptions that would come out of that Royal Rumble. All the flips and all the flips and false finishes. (laughs) They would go to hit you with the metal chair, but it's just made of confetti. It just goes everywhere. That is, man, you thought that quick. Um, See, I'm torn between an answer that's like, what would be an entertaining match, and but then like the competitive side of me is like, no, what's one that you could win, Trav? <laughs> I could take the Cleveland Browns. Well, I mean, professional yeah. wrestling is scripted, so I mean, yeah, right. you could you, you could win any of them. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> and even though I have like very minimal physical abilities, I'm still like, pick a team you could win against. <laughs> um, what about like steroid-ridden like early 2000s football teams? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I would do. I would do one of the XFL teams. Oh, I would do, boy. I forget, he hate me. Yeah, he hate me. <laughs> I cannot name, I cannot remember a single team from that league. All I remember is he hate me. Yes. That's the only person I remember from that. All uh, you remember is Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. And instead of a kickoff, they yes. put the ball at the 50-yard line. And they yes. had to do the 50-yard the dash to, That's right. to get it. Yeah. Um, I also, I will, I'll, I'll do an asterisk to that. I would also want to include uh, uh, any of the players from uh, Spike's old show, Slam Ball. Oh, you guys ever watched Slam that? Ball. I don't know. Yes. I'm not familiar. Oh, it was very short-lived, very much like the XFL, where it's like, we'll try this new sport out and see if they Yeah, it's it. so weird that the new sport didn't stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically, uh, I think it's like five on five. Yeah, like just regular basketball. But they had uh, trampolines in the court at specific spots. And I think you got bonus points for dunking. Uh <laughs> Uh, on like from the trampoline, slamming really. Yeah, okay, no, I, I am familiar with this now. Yeah, the, that's was, the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, yeah, kind of. They it do was, trampoline stuff. Yeah, it was like the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> with the dash of like a gymnastics team almost. Nice. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's what I would say. I think it'd be an entertaining <laughs> match. You know, the XFL would work because I mean, I feel like the XFL is the only one that would be realistic because Vince McMahon mm-hmm. owns the XFL. Oh, right. <clears throat> and he's bringing it back. Did you he hear about is, that? Yes. Oh man. Yeah. And oh it's going to be a big old, big old <laughs> racist patriot <laughs> party. <laughs> Did you hear that he's saying, like, oh, yeah, it's going to be, everyone's going to have to stand for the national oh, anthem. Man. Oh, <laughs> that's what I was, I was just going to ask if, it, if he was doing it out of, like, you can kneel during our anthem, but it's not. No. Like no, 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 yeah. no. I mean, his wife is uh, in, like, the Trump's cabinet. The Trump. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Really? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. She's like the like the secretary yeah. of small business. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I, I mean, right. I mean, for all, I mean, she might not be anymore. But and when it started, yeah. she was. Yeah. Um, you're, to- you're right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. And I forgot. I always forget too that Trump was in. Was it the WrestleMania that was in Detroit years and yes, years ago? Yes, to WrestleMania 25. Yeah, yeah. And he shaved Vince McMahon's head. Yes, because yeah. they, they had the big bet where they each had a wrestler and whoever yep. lost had to get They the had shape. a, uh, a uh, Mandingo match <laughs> with Batista and Bobby Lashley. That wasn't called the Mandingo <laughs> match, but it certainly seemed like one. What is, what is a Mandingo match? Uh, back in like you know the days of slavery, they would get two big, bulky like oh, God, slaves okay. and yeah. make them fight each that, other. 
So yeah, they're yeah, Trump <clears throat> and McMahon being the uh, I feel yeah. Ugh. Yeah. He knows Joe's always known like far more about wrestling than me. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of been. We we bonded at a very young age uh, over the Nintendo 64 game WrestleMania 2000. Oh, yes, you know, you still one of the best uh, games I, of yeah. all time. I didn't have an N64, but I did play that oh my at God. my friend's it house had, and stuff. It had this character creator that at the time was like amazing. I, yeah, oh yeah, I've never you could you could customize every single move, even down to like you could make your character walk differently uh, uh, from when it was walking in the ring to when it was bouncing off the rope. Like you could just like. You could micromanage every little aspect of it, and we would spend hours just making joke characters and then doing, like, you know, 45-minute Royal Rumbles and stuff. So <laughs> all of my wrestling knowledge is, like, kind of on the side yeah. just through that game. You're very knowledgeable about 2000 wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, S.A. Yeah. Rios is the best, am I right, guys? <laughs> you guys like the Blue Meanie? Are you, are you a fan? <laughs> I am a fan. Was he Was he in WWE in 2000? Blue Meanie? He was... Yeah. He was yeah. in that game. I, mean, I don't know if it Oh, was. wow. I think it was also... It probably might have been released like in 97, 98. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. called it 2000. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. I had a, a PlayStation 1, and I had the WWF, WWF Attitude mm-hmm. game. That was... that. I was super into that. Yeah. <clears throat> that game. And I had, I had like every wrestling game that the PlayStation had, PlayStation 2 had mm-hmm. for like years after that. And I had... I'm In that first game, I made... This character named Mad Dog, and he was a rough guy. Oh. <laughs> and I made him in every single iteration. <laughs> I just kept recreating him. It's fun. I... The Mac Attack Stable. <laughs> yes, it was. It was like a weird, great thing as a child to be like, I can do whatever wrestler. I had the yep. the one I had for the longest time, and I don't remember where I even got the phrase, but his name was Red Herring, and it was just all red. You probably got it from Scooby, uh, pup named Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch that a lot. That's the best Scooby Doo series, hands I, down, in it, my opinion. Yeah. That was a good one. It's the only funny one. I, had very, <laughs> I heard they had like a very Motown y uh, yes. intro music. Scooby Doo, yeah. Scooby Doo. Yeah. The very end, they had that guy just building, Pop name Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, man. I loved that red herring character. Every single episode, Freddy would accuse him of wrongdoing, but it turns out he was doing something at least. Either good to nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, red herring. Uh-huh. <laughs> you need it. Oh, brother. Rest in peace. He might be dead. That, I mean, okay. In the reality of Scooby Doo, in like the 70s, they were adults. So, right. pup named Scooby Doo has to have taken place. 60s, like 50s. At least like late 50s, yeah. Huh. I mean, red herring, he seemed like he was on like a, the road to, you know. Right. You know, prison industrial complex. Yeah. You know, <laughs> drug times. smuggling. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he was a tough kid. He had a, the, it seemed like he had a tough childhood. So right. it's a good chance he either is dead or has no legs. So. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace. Right, Herring's legs. Right. Love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, buddy. So uh, you guys uh, have known each other since you were in teen in teenager yes. years, mm-hmm. which is like how. How are you still friends? <laughs> that's a great like, question. That's a great question. Uh, it's a, that's a long time to be friends with yeah. somebody. Um, especially, I mean, you both have big personalities, I imagine. Uh, oh, we clash. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we clash. Larger than life fights. <laughs> <laughs> but just like, how how do you kind of foster that uh, friendship for so long? I know that's a weird question or not. <laughs> do you want to answer the question of... Key to our friendship? <laughs> uh, well, we never go to bed angry. <laughs> uh, 
No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> we've been friends since high school, and our friendship was always, it was kind of born out of improv, because mm-hmm. we met, like we said, in our improv club at high school. Uh, so we always just sort of had that common denominator. Mm-hmm. Um, our senses of humor lined up very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I, yeah, I... I, well, I, th- it I just happened. Yeah, I just it just kind of uh, I, it was just kind of <clears throat> ha- like we clicked. I remember pretty instantly when we met and hung out for like most of when we were in high school. So it kind of yeah, kind of just fostered naturally. And when I when uh, after we graduated, I lived in Kalamazoo for four years, mm-hmm. um, and would kind of like pop back and forth. And that's kind of when you got more into improv. I know you were taking like Second City classes right, yeah. and doing stuff at the Ant and all that. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, oh, we had space. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it was, like, um, I think everybody can relate to, like, whether it's, like, you know, your partner or, like, your best friend or a family member or whatever. There, there is a moment where it's, like, okay, I can't be around you 24-7. And I think, like, if I look back in our friendship, we've, like, we've always, like, stayed in contact and stayed close right. like, consistently. We've also had different <clears throat> periods where, like, we've... You know, know when like, to gravitate away from, know when to gravitate back. Yeah. No, yeah. Gotta know when to hold them, know no, when, to, know fold. when to fold them. <laughs> they say pe- people in your life are like seasons, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 from Kenny Rogers to Kanye West. That yeah. Um, what a great collaboration oh, idea. Make it happen. The dream. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, that's, I think that's probably the most simple answer we would give. Yeah. And I also think kind of early on, we just like, we never really. I don't think we ever had like a major argument. Ooh, no, there's always the first time for everything, guys. Yeah, right. That's happening live on the Michael Dupree variety. Uh, live, baby. We'll make it happen. Don't worry. <laughs> Next question: What do you hate about the other? Um, sure. No, yeah, 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 let's roll that. Uh, no, and I, I think like well, we've always been good. You know, do you, do you have like that friend or, or someone where like? No. You can <laughs> tell me what it's like. Uh, <laughs> no, I think we, we're very good at joking uh, at inappropriate moments. Mm-hmm. And that's not something I feel comfortable doing around a lot of people. Right. But we have like a really good way of like having a very serious, heartfelt conversation. And then in the middle of it, just like doing a total fuck you joke to somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. So I feel like that kind of, if, it, if anything, uh, uh, I think it yeah. just makes everything a little bit more easy, a little right. more comfortable, yeah. Just I I would say we've always really had a lot of respect for each other too. Mm-hmm. Uh and for what the other person does. Um right. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. yeah <laughs> no, but uh <laughs> uh scale from one to ten, how much do you guys like each other? Say it at the same time. Oh fuck. Three, right. two, one. Eight point five. Wait, which is good and which is bad? <laughs> Five, baby, five. <laughs> I like this Ed McMahon you're right now. Good. I gotta be a five, Michael. Yeah, all right. Ed McMahon. Uh, no, I, I, a bit. No, the respect is is very mutual, and I think like especially like with, with the like the show we've been working on too. Um, it, it, we we we've always had a great mutual respect of just like. If you think something's shitty or not funny, just say it. Mm-hmm. Like we, right. we don't really hold that back. Leave That's... the ego at the door. We've always, yeah, we've always, our senses of humor have always lined up in such uh, 
in such a great way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, there's always been a, you know, we come at a lot of things with the same eventual answer, but we come from such different uh, points of view mm-hmm. um, that sometimes we'll disagree <laughs> on something, but our eventual answer, our eventual answer, is always the same because it's always what's whatever's the best for the show or whatever's mm-hmm. the best for what we're working on. Yeah, uh, which I think really helps. Yeah, kind of weird example is we've had this character named Johnny Buckets <laughs> that we've we've joked about doing since high school. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long. You would both play him. Uh, I don't even think we ever got that far. Oh. <laughs> to be totally honest, it was, but it was a character that made us laugh really hard, mm-hmm. and we've tried to shoehorn him into every show we've ever done, and it's never worked out. And then we always get to a point where it's like, no, nah, it's just it's just kind of for us. I don't think it's <laughs> ever got like. And it, do you, how how would you explain a British orphan mm-hmm. who's holding buckets, whose sole motivation is to get somebody else to hold the buckets for him <laughs> because his arms are so tired. <laughs> My art. And the question is always, why don't you just set them down? And he said, I'm just, I'm holding these buckets. Can you please take these buckets? Yeah. And in hindsight, I think it's maybe why. <laughs> I mean, the bit is gold. It's gold. Uh, well, uh, that sounds like uh, a plot device in a Doctor Who, <laughs> like a late Doctor <laughs> Who. Like, all right, this is a mid-season episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right, get Johnny Buckets in here. It's like the cold open, and it's somebody's first writing uh, attempt on Doctor Who. Like, oh <laughs> okay, it's guys, totally it's right. this creepy little kid, orphan yeah. kid. British orphan, and he's yeah. holding buckets. Why doesn't he set the buckets down? Yeah. That's that's the magic of it. He can't. He can't do it. You don't understand. There's a universe in those buckets. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody must be holding them. <laughs> oh, your Doctor Who impression. Yeah, Somebody know, must but... be holding them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Oi, Doctor Who! I'm eh? Doctor Who! <laughs> I'm Doctor Who, I am! Uh, I can't wait for the 14th Doctor. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Doctor Who's gonna regenerate, and it's just Joe doing a cockney. <laughs> Oi! <laughs> Get in the TARDIS, you shit! <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, so let's talk about this uh show that you guys have coming up. Uh sure. opening September. Let's see if I can think of it. I didn't write it down because I'm dumb. Uh September seventeenth? Thirteenth. Thirteenth. Very spooky though. Thursday the thirteenth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. um, yeah. If you dare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's a haunted show. Yeah, uh, no, it has nothing to do with Halloween. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's opening at Go Comedy on Thursday the thirteenth. Yep. Um, it's our first like. I'm trying to think. Uh, we, I mean, we've done like uh, we've done two two person shows in the past, both directed by Brian Lark. Yeah, our our, our the great comparable <laughs> Brian Lark, great friend and Brian, uh, a mentor Brian Lark. Uh, we actually so. We started doing written stuff together because we we won Colony Fest years and years ago, and Brian Lark was our director. It was his first time directing, uh, and not every show, but like any show where like the core of it is me and Joe, or it's just the two of us. He's always ended up directing, and I, honestly, everything we were saying before about like what makes us not hate each other after all this time, the same goes for Lark because he's just always been. He's such a great voice of reason, and he also. I, I can think of few people who are better at giving constructive criticism than him. Yeah. He has a very great way of being like, here's the sketch we've worked on, and it's, you know, for, for months, and here it is. And if it's not working, it'll just be like, 
yeah, I think it had some stuff. But no, it just not, no, it doesn't do it for me. And like, <laughs> yeah. he just lets you down in a way. It's like, okay, what's the next thing? And you don't feel like defeated by right. it. Like he's just he's just yeah, it's really important. that's part of where yes, a lot of the productivity comes from. Yeah, the ability to go. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. Okay, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Next. Like we we had our first big read through with him for the show, and it, it's it's one of the I think it might be the longest show we've written between the two of us. And um, I should say the, the part of the reason it's called three two one is because it's a sketch comedy show in three acts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we're trying to do is have each act be its own distinct thing, like a different feel for it. So come and see and tell us if we pulled that <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, we had the first big read through with him, and we had this one scene that was really at the end of the day, like kind of more form than it yeah. was funny. It was it was cool in the writers' room, yeah, but in execution, it was yeah, yeah. And it was like ten pages long, and we got to the point of reading it, and like halfway through, I remember looking at you from across the room, just like, okay, um, <laughs> okay. he doesn't like it, but maybe he will. And yeah, when we were done, the whole thing, he was like, gave great notes. Then he was like. And that ten page thing in the middle, we just got to get rid of it. We we're like, okay, yeah, look <laughs> yeah. at that. And it was, it, it, it sounds Deal more harsh than it was, but it, right, it was right. And then it all comes out of respect, harsh. right? Right. Like, yes. Yeah. Like and you know, he's not coming from it, like an ego of his, no. his own ego. Right. Hundred percent. And and the the beautiful part about that, he's like, I think we need to cut that. And then like, no joke, like one sentence was like. But I love this character at the beginning. You should make the whole second act about these characters. And then it just like just opened up. Yeah. We rewrote the whole thing in like less than a week. And now like act two. I mean, I love I, I'm very happy through the shows that but like act two is like one of the most excited things I'm, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to doing for the awesome. show. So. So <clears throat> so it's a sketch. So like is it like kind of a typical kind of way you approach sketch shows like or is it like each act is like connected or is it like a theme well more? so that's that's kind of the new thing that we just sort of stumbled upon uh you know because every every process is always different every process that we've been a part of is always different right and we kind of we always try to uh when we start writing a show try to sit and say like what how can we raise our own bar? How can we do something different? Like, how can we do something that's going to challenge us? Mm-hmm. So we stumbled upon this thing where it's, you know, one act or part, if you will, might be more of a tra- your traditional sketch show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one act is kind of more fluid and sort of transformative and kind of blends into itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the final act is its own, like, its own little 20 minute play yeah in and of itself or, or mono scene or however you want to call it so all these so the three p- parts all stand alone uh but we also have overarching sort of bits that go throughout you yeah. know it's it's very much uh three pieces that all form a, a bigger puzzle mm-hmm. yeah I would, yeah, I wouldn't say our goal at the beginning was to make sure they were all like super connected and this, this, and this. But even as recent as our last rehearsal, we were like, "Oh, this connection could be here, here, and that would tie back into Act One." So we're still, we're still. It's very much in that phase of the show where it's like everything's written, but somehow every rehearsal we're like, "And here's five new ideas." And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're, we're trying to like sort out how yeah. connected we're going to try to make it. But um, yeah, yeah, that's that's more or less it. Um, you mentioned like you know you're kind of always trying to continuously raise the bar for yourselves like mm-hmm. with each show that you do like how uh how do you kind of approach that mentally because that's gotta i mean be tough <laughs> like to yeah it, it, i mean it could 
it, I mean, it could even like be discouraging to sure, sure, yeah. It, I, I think usually it comes down to when we start talking about a show, we just start kind of tossing around ideas of what could it be, what could it be, and what the show is now compared to the very first time that we started talking about doing the show and what it would be mm-hmm. is completely different. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, we had this original vision uh, of what the show was going to be, um, this kind of vague mm-hmm. idea, but then slowly but surely we just keep pitching to each other and to ourselves. We keep coming to the table with more ideas, you know, just chuck a bunch of shit against the wall and see what sticks kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and going back to the whole knowing when to kind of uh, step back and say, okay, this if this idea isn't working, then it's not working. Sort of like letting the show, it, ah, this is going to sound so pretentious, but like, oh, say it. It's, it, well, it's sort, it sort of like starts to take its own shape and we just kind of do what we can to make sure that it's turning into something that yeah, we like. Yeah, totally. Uh, but not being afraid to hack and slash parts. I don't know. That, that's a pretty vague answer. No, uh, I, I I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It's kind of, it's a, it's, you know, amorphous, like yeah. putting a show together. Right. Totally. Like, and it, it's, you kind of have to acknowledge that despite best intentions, like it's, it's always going to change, you know, yeah. right. even, even, you know, if we, and that, and that's how we approach it. The, uh, is you know if we find a bit or something that we like the week we open and if we're able to change it then you know the best the best bits got to prevail you know? yeah right um, also knowing that <clears throat> and I think one thing not that there's anything wrong with kind of finding a formula that works and just doing that over and over but for us that's never been very creatively fulfilling mm-hmm. yeah so it's 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 also about like okay that show that we did X amount of years back was very successful but that show existed in that moment yeah (laughs) like that that show existed where we were at at that time that's what we created and now we can't we can't try to recapture any kind of lightning in a bottle we gotta Mm -hmm. every every time we gotta think of something new but it always ends up coming you know have you ever uh remounted a show that you did in the past before or considered it did we had considered remounting we we did our so we did a colony fest show called mm-hmm. joe versus the travis um yeah uh, yeah wonderful title uh, <laughs> very marketable yeah, <laughs> not not uh not uh, egotistical at all um uh we did uh, our second show we do is that go comedy called wirelessless uh and we had considered remounting that before uh and the one we did after was kind of more i i wince at the words family drama it was not that but uh, it was it was a it was a christmas show called white elephant Uh um where i played uh kind of like yuppier uh potential son-in-law meeting his up north family for the first time and joe played like the little kid mike mcgettigan played the dad uh and it was it was a great cast garrett fuller played the uncle yeah then missy beckwith played the mom and it was like it was a stepmom yes you're right uh and it was and the whole thing was uh my girlfriend that you never see her plane got uh, uh, canceled because of snow, so he's meeting the family for the first time by himself uh, and all that. And it was I I uh, I hold that show near and dear in my heart just because it was the first time. Our last two shows were very like goofy and all over the place and and you know scatterbrain, which is uh, uh, more in the vein of what three two one is. This one was more like let's sit down and write like a narrative and actually yeah. right. have it be. Uh, 
And that was the one that was the one show that we've written for that we wrote like for other people. Like we wrote the the entire show as an ensemble show, yeah. knowing yeah. that we wanted it to be uh what was it, five yep. five distinct characters mm-hmm. with a lot of um history and a lot of heart right. and a lot of uh yeah. So yeah, to answer your question, those two have, we've definitely thought about remounting them at times, but I I don't, it, it doesn't redoing a show that I've done at times doesn't really excite me as much. Yeah. Um, I think like uh, sometimes it's it's fun to do it. Like we re- we recently did like a, a best of with human amusements, and that was a a, a great walk down memory lane. Mm-hmm. It was and it was good. And I, I'm very very glad we did it. Uh, but and and it was only two nights, which is part of the reason I really want to do it. Like let's just do like a badass two night best of. But I think as far as like mm-hmm. our own stuff goes, like I, I, I don't know. I'm interested in like revisiting characters yeah. and, and maybe finding right. new spins on that. But maybe like 15 years down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah, uh, but I, I would prefer to try something new and honestly, even if it fails, like be like, okay, well, learn something with that one and right. let's yeah. move on to the next one, sort of thing. Which I think all comes back to that idea of we're writing. When we write a show, when we're in the room creating a show, we're creating the show that is essential for us at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I wouldn't start wearing clothes that I wore 15 <laughs> years ago. That's a uh, good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> but you should. But I should. <laughs> you, I should get some Bill You look great in those Jinkos. <laughs> Ten years ago, it was tie dye and hemp necklace, so you could you could fall back into that. Yeah, it's coming back. Yeah, tie dye is coming back. It is. It is everywhere. Yeah, oddly enough, Um, I'm into it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, So uh, when when is the show? uh, You said September thirteenth. Yes, it opens September thirteenth. It's at eight o'clock every Thursday until November first. Ooh. And we also have a Friday show on Mm -hmm. September twenty first. Man, I'm glad you remember those dates. I did not Lucky at all. ducky. And I knew we were going to be doing this today. So thank you. All right. uh, yeah. And uh, so uh, awesome. So go check those those guys out <laughs> then. Oh, also worth mentioning, we uh, uh, we do our, our two-man yes. improv team every Sunday mm-hmm. at Go Comedy at 10 o'clock, uh, Forever 15. Yes. Uh, Forever 15? Yeah. Is that because you met at 15 years old? It is. Oh. <laughs> that was Joe getting rock hard. <laughs> it wasn't honestly until like four or five years of us doing the two man that somebody was like, is that off of like a playoff of Forever 21? And I was like, no, it wasn't. But now sure. it's there and I can't unthink it. Um, anyway. Great. Well, uh, and uh, where can people find more from you guys individually? You have like a Twitter or anything um, like that you want to plug or oh gosh. anything else? Um, I have a barren Instagram account. <laughs> I um, no children for your Instagram <laughs> account. <laughs> no, I he's looking to adopt photos. From <laughs> I do stupid bits with Garrett Fuller on Facebook. That's where you can find me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have uh, I have a Twitter uh, at Travis Pelto that I've never used, but I have a separate Twitter called at Deskmate Monitor um, <laughs> that my coworkers got me to start. And that is just me tweeting the uh, titles of the videos that the guy behind me at works. Oh my watches. god! <laughs> he is notorious for not really working that much, and he watches some insane videos. And you can't get him fired because then you'll lose that awesome Twitter money. <laughs> exactly. So deskmate monitor for more funny video titles. <laughs> That's great. Huh. Yeah. You, did you not know about that? <laughs> no. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> 
Anyway, Michael, we don't keep secrets. This is our first <laughs> fight! <laughs> oh, brother. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Yeah, it's been so an absolute pleasure. Yes, Go you. check out 321 opening September 13th. Uh, and up next, we will be featuring world-famous sketch comedians, the Chalant Brothers. Sorry, guys. I think they're more famous than you. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> they're good people. Yeah, they're, 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 they're nice. Cool. Well, we'll be back after this. Everybody in the world to the only mandatory podcast in the world. <laughs> we are back with the world famous sketch comedians Don and Ron Chalant, the Chalant brothers. Oh, thank you so much for having us. It's nothing short of a pleasure. Oh wow, Michael, we we are just honored and thrilled uh, to be here. We've never been on a podcast before, so we're really? real plum excited. You've been on a radio show? Uh, uh, a few talkies, as we call it. Yeah, but, yeah very... but, but it's usually just us calling into a radio show and saying, hey, uh, blah, blah, blah about sports, but also about us. Right. <laughs> uh, or occasionally we'll say something like, uh, that was definitely Hungry Like the Wolf by Duran Duran. Uh, and occasionally we'll get a prize. <laughs> he gets me every time with his music jokes. <laughs> I'm a son of a bitch. What can I say? So, uh, yeah, podcasting is a lot like being on the radio, except uh, it's not on the air. It's on demand. Oh, oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's like wow. the Netflix of radio. Oh my God, I love Netflix. What's your oh. favorite Netflix show? Oh, we we've been, we've we've been really big on on the Mind Hunter. Mind Hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I watched the first season. That was I fun. Lo- he, this guy over here, my my, he he loves himself some serial killers. It's true. I'm a bit of a sucker for a a, a serial killer with a with a strong niche. I like I like a the more Ooh. specific the better in my opinion. You know, Ooh. if you're like the, the 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 sweet potato killer, count me in. But if you're just strangling people for all willy nilly, oh, that's a little boring. You know, I I don't know. And uh, so Don, uh, you're Ron. So oh, no, I'm down. You're down. Okay, he's, he's wrong. Yeah. Okay. It, it's happened our whole lives. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry, man. They're close. <laughs> no, don't worry. Yeah. If you had to have a serial killer niche, what would it be? Oh my! Whoa. Off the top of my head. Uh, I would make people eat their toes. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, like while me... they're still attached, or you would cut them off. Oh, oh my! That's oh, that's a good layer to it. I did not stop to consider. Uh, I think I would just more so be concerned about people eating their own digits. And yeah, then they could call me uh, the 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 digit fiddler or something fun <laughs> like that. The digit widget. No, the oh, the digit widget. That's the tricky part about becoming a serial killer because it's the press that gives you the name. Yeah. Unless you're an egotistical serial killer and you leave notes or something. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. You can't give yourself a nickname. Everybody knows that. No, you can't give yourself a nickname. I wanted to be Ronnie Too Tall for too long, but I'm just not too tall. <laughs> no, you're just an average height. I'm just an average height. That's true. You're not very short either. I'm not very short. I'm five foot ten. Mm-hmm. Perfect. What would you? What would your serial killer nickname be, Michael? My serial killer nickname, I, w- I would be the um, Panty Man. Oh, panty Man. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Are you pro or opposed to painting? 
uh, opposed, but that also kind of fuels an obsession with them. That that makes sense. That'd be spooky. Yeah. The guy who's so anti-panties that he yeah. has to murder. Anti-panties. <laughs> Anti-panties. Man, I'm real quick with the wordplay today. You are. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. Great podcast. Isn't that cool? It is pre- it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So uh, you guys are world famous sketch comedians. Oh yeah. Uh, what is by, by what standard would you say world famous? Uh, I, I would just say in in the in the variety of uh, uh, venues and contexts we've performed in, I don't think you'll find a more versatile uh, a sketch comedian duo than the Chalant brothers. Can That's you give me right. some you, examples? You can't give yourself a nickname, but you can tell yourself how popular you are. <laughs> it's, it's true. Uh, some examples of where we perform. Uh, uh, we've done a number of trade shows. Uh, yeah. for various trades. Oh. Yeah. Uh, um, we like did a... uh, like trade like uh like big old like conference centers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it doesn't really matter what everyone is gathered there for. It could be guns and knives or could be Google com- conference. What whatever. We don't discriminate. We'll just book a venue. We'll book a little square there, and we'll just do our routine for yeah. three hours. And okay. We'll, and pass out business cards. And yeah. Stuff. People listen. It's true. Really. Do One time a... we got on stage for uh for an open mic at the Funny Barn and Fit Pigeon Pork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pigeon Fork, uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, that was... No, Pigeon... Tennessee. What am I talking That's about? Pigeon, Pigeon Forge. Well, Pigeon Forge. Pigeon... Yeah. It's called Pigeon Forge, damn it. <laughs> Somebody's acting like a real Pigeon Fork over here. <laughs> no, it's Pigeon Forge. Ooh. I know. It's just a... I, it's gun. <laughs> You kind of started choking yourself a little bit when you mistake when you mistake when you messed up. I get, I get, I get real nervous. The world starts crumbling in on me when I'm wrong. On when I'm not. Oh, it's, it's okay. okay. It's okay. It's okay. Right. You're gonna be Ooh. all. He just needs a breather. He gets emotional oh. sometimes. Ooh. Five, four, three, two, one. There two, we go. Uh, we did go. play at a, uh, a, a Gaelic concert one time. Oh, really? Yeah, that was actually a misbooking. We should yeah. not have You opened there. for like a Gaelic we did. band? Yeah. And, and look, I'm a firm believer that you can win over any audience with some charm and some panache. But That's uh, right. I don't think this crowd was excited to see our, our routine. Uh-uh. Um, no, and they were they were just ready for some, uh, I don't know, is it Celtic music they play there? Or? I don't know. I still don't know what Celtic means. <laughs> I I hate being ignorant, but I don't understand what the the whole Gaelic festival was about. I, I mean, for a while, I thought that we were talking about the Boston Celtics, but that, nope. that just pronounced different. Did you guys ever open for the Boston Celtics? Oh, God. Oh, oh gosh. Man. Oh, yeah. It's you a know, dream. Dream the, kick. People always talk about what is the one gig you're shooting for. <laughs> Opening for Larry the Bird. <laughs> just, just center of the basketball court. We got those fancy headset mics that make your voice go a mile uh, away. And we just walk out and go, we're the Shalant Brothers. Who's ready for some skits? <laughs> um, some bad skitball. Oh, come there on. There we are. I'm back, baby. Yeah, he's in it. <laughs> yeah, that's been, that's been a childhood dream of ours for a long time, if I do say. Sorry, if, you, if you'll excuse me just a moment. I got to write down some of these <laughs> wordplays I've been doing. Please do. Oh, that's a thick notepad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Half diary, half notes. Looks true. <laughs> Do you ever get a mix-up? Oh, constantly, <laughs> but it makes for some real good comedy. We, we were practicing out some one-liners, every, uh, one routine we did, and then just in the middle of it, uh, he just started talking about how our mother just made him have weird eating habits. Oh, That's really? Right. And I said, I don't remember this joke, and he said, whoopsie-daisy journal, whoopsie-daisy. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what, what kind of weird eating habits, habits did your mom make you Well, do? she... She tricked me into eating fruit by putting it in fruit salad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, I don't want this damn fruit. This fruit looks weird. And then she'd chop it up and put it in fruit salad, and I didn't recognize it, none the better, and I ate it, and damn, I was mad. It's true. He, she, Mama would say, this is just normal salad. <laughs> and I love me a good salad. Vegetables are my favorite. 
He was a sucker for a plain Jane salad. And I, so I started eating this fruit salad, and I'm thinking, hmm, this salad seems a little wet. Mm-hmm. Oh, watermelon and strawberries. Yeah. Watermelon, strawberries, cantaloupe, mm-hmm. honeydew, melon, grapes. Meanwhile, blackberries, raspberries, blueberries. I love that everything. Meanwhile, I'm sitting at the other end, other end of the table, uh, giggling like a pig with the teeth, and he is just going to town on this salad. And I'm thinking he doesn't know it's fruit. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't know. I didn't know it was fruit. Yeah. And damn it, she made me. She made me. She made me. She made me. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> I don't know. She made me admit that I liked something that I swore I'd never liked. Uh. It's true. That's true. That's how it was with mayonnaise. My mom used to make me bacon sandwiches, <laughs> put mayonnaise on them, and I'd, she'd be, I'd be like, I hate mayonnaise. She'd be like, you like those bacon sandwiches, huh? Oh, no. See, ain't mother so goddamn deceptive. <laughs> it's true. What is going on with me? It's, I think you're just happy to be here. I'm hitting a home run one minute, and then I'm <laughs> striking out. <laughs> I think you're breathing too fast. I think so. I think I'm so excited to be in a podcast. It's it's it, it, it is like your first time at bat. You're, you're right. swinging at the fences. Hmm. Oh, my. You guys ever play sports? Oh, God. You know, just we dabbled a little bit. I, I think everyone else in our hometown was just better. We kind of stuck with the whole comedy thing. <laughs> That's mm. right. Yeah, yeah. We uh, played indoor soccer as uh, elementary school wow. age children. Indoor mm-hmm. soccer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was always the goalie, but I always got you know, distracted by whatever was happening behind the goal, so I'd mm-hmm. be facing the wrong way the whole time. What was happening behind the goal? You know. I don't know. <laughs> Just life, I suppose. Just life. You know, the it, other side of the net. What else yeah. you want me to say? As a child, I remember thinking, it's hard to focus on the rules of an, uh, you know, an arbitrary game when I feel like I'm poised for a greater world of sketch comedy. Yes. You know, yeah. and I, and we just kind of, you know, no matter what we were playing, you know, double dutch, uh, beach volleyball, uh, luge, whatever it were, we always found ourselves thinking, I kind of just want to go and, you know, write write some write some skits. Yeah, and Dan, Don over here, he was always the wordsmith out of the two of us. As oh, you can I tell, he's know. very eloquent. He was using words like poise when he was eight years old. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so he's the one that kind of, uh, he, he sort of pulled me out my shell, and then we started doing the sketch comedy and skit comedy, and mm-hmm. it started going well, and we just kept on doing it. Or even if it didn't, well, we kept on doing it anyway. Right. And Ron's understanding himself. He he he's uh, the the king of creativity amongst two of us. Where I'll just be banging my head against the wall, thinking, "What you know? What could we write about?" He'll just walk in the room and just drop a gem like, "What if you open up a bag of chips and it's full of weasels?" You know, <laughs> that was one of my first jokes. Yeah, and it still leaves it holds me up. It holds up. Sit- Doesn't it? It holds up. Wow. Don't you? Do you ever look back fondly on an early joke, Michael, and think, "Gosh, it's still got legs." Yep. Okay. All cool. the time. <laughs> <laughs> All the exclusively. You gotta. You gotta. So you guys have a pretty big show coming up soon. Oh boy, it's That's a right. pretty. It's a huge. Uh, do you mind? Do you mind telling us about it? Sure. Sure. Uh, well, <laughs> we are uh, we are headlining the Elks Club in Ferndale. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, gosh. Uh, Preparation does not even begin to describe oh, what we have been doing. No, preparation, show. rigorous workouts. It, it's It's been, uh, we, we've been doing the whole kit and caboodle. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it's a thing, we've been doing it. Yep. But that's on, uh, what is it? 
September 13th. I September believe. the 13th. Oh, no. Thursday the 13th. Oh, man. This is a booking faux pas on my part. The other guys I had on also have a show on September 13th. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure both shows will be a hot ticket, and you, you can't go wrong going to either one of them. Yeah, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure ours is sold out anyhow, so yeah. oh, okay. I don't think anyone could get tickets to ours. Good, so just good go to know. the other one. And, and it is an Elks Club thing. You got to be a true <laughs> elk to get in. That's okay. right. You got to be a member. Right. <laughs> Are you guys members? Uh, by proxy. Yeah. Oh, okay. We uh, like honorable. We define yeah. member. You you define member. <laughs> well, oh, I'll get dirty if I do it. <laughs> I think I, I I think it's just you need to be friends with somebody who is a part of the institution. Got it. I think that's it. But uh, yeah, we're we're bringing out all of our our best skits and bits for this one. Uh, we're we're gonna open up with cattle and lasso. Oh, and, cattle and uh, lasso. We're gonna oh, we're man. gonna we're gonna do about twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Of, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Did you just offend the entire short person? Not on purpose. Community. It was a misspeak. No one. I didn't mean to say twenty minutes. Oh, I don't think anyone in the the, the history of linguistics has accidentally said midgets when they went to say minute. So we're going to do... Do you want to tag out? Tag out. Tell them about Slap the Butcher. We're going to do a solid 20 minutes of Slap the Butcher. I told you he was better better with words than me. My marbles are all full of mouth today. Ron, you are pinching yourself very hard. That's right. It's how I get back on track. It's all right. You'll get there, buddy. You know, like I, mean, I may be better with the words in the moment, but he's the creativity king. Uh, but but slap slap the butcher. You know, it's fun. It's audience interactive. Uh, there's meats on stage. Oh. Um, it, it's got a little bit for everything. We got gifts for the kids. Gifts for the kids. <laughs> you gotta have gifts yard for the sticks. Kids. The, the, the like <laughs> yard sticks. Yep. I swear I'm not drunk. <laughs> He's just excited. I'm just excited. I've never been on a podcast before. You said the Netflix for radio, and he's sweating like a like a lizard in church. It's just crazy. What if I said it was the voodoo for radio? Oh, oh my. Would uh, that make you calmer? I don't know. Voodoo scares me. I don't know. Oh, voodoo like V-U-D-U. It's like a oh, free what? streaming service. Yeah. No, I'm familiar. You don't know about voodoo? <laughs> no, just the ancient uh, uh, Haitian religion. Oh, no, 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 no. Voodoo like Hulu, but with the voodoo. What yeah. the heck? There's too many streaming services. I'm sorry, Michael. I it's can't keep right. my head straight about them. So we're starting with uh, Cattle and Lasso. Mm-hmm. And what, what is that? Oh, it's it's a Chalant Brothers staple. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's very, very fun. So I walk up. Well, sometimes we trade off roles. But yeah. I, I walk up. I'll be doing it. And I'm in I'm in full <clears throat> cowboy gear, you know, to the nines. I got, I got chaps. Uh, I got the hat. Uh, I got a little bit of chaw in my mouth. Can I just say, and he pulls it off. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. He wears it well. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> It's you know it, it fits well. What can I say? God blessed me with some curves, and I'm just using them. You know, mm-hmm. God blessed you with cowboy curves. It's true. <laughs> it's true. So I walk in, and and you know, at first everyone's like, "Is this what? Is this part of the show? Is this yeah? A real who's cowboy? this well dressed cowboy?" Why? And I said, "Well, I got a lasso. Now where's my gosh darn cattle?" We let the audience laugh for a couple minutes, yeah. <laughs> and then and then in the back. This guy comes in dressed as a cow. I come in mm-hmm. with a couple of horns on top of my head, and I just fuck shit up. Oh. I just go thrashing oh, and yeah. smashing. I'm knocking drinks over. Oh, but, yeah. but the audience is still laughing. Oh, yeah. they're, they're in it. They think, then they realize, oh, 
that's not a real cow. He must be in the show, too. <laughs> yeah. They realize because I'm bipedal that I'm probably not a real cow. Yes. It's true. Uh, and then we both just start screaming, cattle and lasso, cattle and lasso, cattle and lasso. It's a whole chase. Um, and then uh, and then this is the real kicker. Uh, we eventually tie them up. We get them all tied up and everything. And then I go, oh, that's why she was so restless. She's given birth. <laughs> and then we reveal that this is a custom-made costume. And, and fake little baby cows just start <laughs> dropping out. It's a it's a play on how big pregnant women can get. Some, some have called some have called the act a little offensive. I don't see it personally. Do you think it's offensive, Michael? I, I mean, I haven't seen it, but from what I hear, it it sounds it could like you could make it work. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, yeah. thank you. You know, it's it, when you're in the mo- when you're in the moment seeing it. How uh, long is this get? So- oh. It depends on the crowd, but anywhere from eight to twenty-five minutes. <laughs> you know, it depends on how much they're laughing. Yeah. Well, uh, percentage-wise, how much of it is the initial walk-on, then the chase, then the the, the uh, labor. Initial walk-on, I would say about two minutes. All right. Um, the chase, a healthy three to five. All right. And the labor, which is very detailed. <laughs> Um, that is the bulk of the performance, okay. I would say. Yeah. And, and and I give all credit to Ron. He, over the years, has, has turned himself into a very realistic cow giving birth. <laughs> I've lost a lot of birth. <laughs> Sometimes not even cow. That's just how involved he is. Right. I either get permission or I watch a video if it's posted on the internet. That's true. It's true. Can Which you... I guess is sort of permission, too. I'm not a predator, I swear. <laughs> yeah. Can you can you give him a little taste? Can you do your, your cow giving birth noise? It's he's so good at it. <clears throat> Maybe not directly into the microphone. Oh yeah, don't if you're if you're gonna scream it like you usually do. <laughs> and that's that's the little baby cow mooing. I felt that. Yeah. So wow. that's just a taste, Michael. Oh, you do the sound of the baby as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Are you, do you have like ventriloquism abilities? Like, I like project your so. vo- throw your voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He's got. Oh my god, I'm so jealous of this. Ron's got this like a uh, 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 voice trapped in the body thing he can do. Yeah, it's so cool. Can you do that? I don't. I keep putting. Well, you he has been body. sitting halfway across the room this whole interview. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I could try it. I don't know if it's gonna translate to a podcast, but I'll, I'll try. It. Okay. If it doesn't, I'll take all blame. What? Today I'm going to tell you something that's going on lately. This is what's called a world. And, and because... I ain't seen. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that sound through a microphone? I don't know. It sounded great to me here at this table, though. If you're listening at home, his mouth was shut the whole time. Michael can attest to that. Yeah. My lips were sealed. Hand to God. Oh, boy. So then we go into it with a little bit of slap the butcher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is slap the butcher? Uh, so we bring out some meats, uh, yeah. some different cuts. Just uh, Fresh one... meats? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, we just hang them uh, along the stage as set decoration. And then mm-hmm. uh, Don over here pulls his uh, pulls his cowboy <laughs> pulls his cowboy shirt up to mm-hmm. reveal his little tummy. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> we let the audience come up and take turns slapping him on the, slapping him on the tummy. <laughs> yep. And, I, and I, you know, sometimes we get timid crowds, and you know, yeah. I'm sure you know it's one thing in show business. You got to be able to read the room and understand how much yeah. you need to educate the audience. So if it's a timid crowd, sometimes I'll just, you know, I'll just softly say, 
Hey, I've been a bad, bad butcher. <laughs> I've been a bad, bad butcher. Who, who's going to come up here and slap this butcher? And then some shows you don't even need to. I sit some. Where were we? We were in Denver. Yeah. I lifted up my shirt. I didn't even get a word out. Somebody walked up, just right, started Boom. slapping the butcher. And if they're really, really opposed to coming up, even mm. when he's saying how bad of a butcher he's been, mm. I'll go over there. I'll do a little conga number on his tummy, mm -hmm. uh, and we'll let that go on for about 15, 17 minutes. Yeah, you know, you, you kind of even read. if no one comes up. Yeah, oh, you yeah. read the room. If yeah. they don't want to come up, it's because they want to yeah. watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily. Luckily, the character of the butcher I know so well, yeah, and is so grounded and relatable, and he yeah. is a bad, bad boy, a bad butcher. That the the butcher is entertaining enough to watch on his own, yeah, yeah, and and Ron's just playing himself. Wait, so and the meats are just hanging there. <laughs> yeah, the meats really. Uh, we, we've had people ask us, "Are the meats necessary?" Uh, and I say, "Heck yeah!" Yeah. yeah. How are you going to know he's a butcher? Right. Well, thank you. He's yeah. Just a cow thank you. Thank you. Are these posters necessary? Go. Get off our back. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go up to the bar and order a beer. Is the cup necessary? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Not going to make my own sketch show. Right. Jeez. <laughs> show. Um, is that get a good laugh or is it more like a dramatic? Um, when we're talking about the meats, when slap the don't like sla the whole slap the butcher. Oh, slap scary. the butcher. Oh, it gets weird. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's initially funny, and then some people start to think, wait, is he a butcher? It's kind of bad. And is, has he really been that bad of a boy? <laughs> right, right. Because butchers, as you know by the stereotype, are jolly and friendly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so people Classic. sometimes are a little jarred when they uh -huh. see a bad butcher. Yeah. Right. So... But yeah, you know, it, you know, it, it, and it never gets old. No, it always kills. Too. You know, yeah. Wow. You know, we we always like to tell ourselves, even if the audience is quiet, they're dying inside. Mm-hmm. So, uh, th is that the whole show, or is there is there more? Um, yeah, well, we have, we have some new material we're going to try out towards the end of this one. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then we might end it with a classic or so. We have this new one, Just Spill the Beans. Sure, go ahead. We have this new one we've been working on, uh, and it's called Raunchy Jalapeno. Yeah. And, oh, boy. I, I You know, it's... Michael, it's 2018. Yeah. And so we have a life size Lord. cardboard cutout of a jalapeno. Mm. And by life size, I mean <laughs> the regular size. Size of a jalapeno. Yeah, yeah. You know, some tiny little cardboard yeah. jalapeno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and oh, what Ron does is he. So I'm, I'm the interviewer, if yeah. you will. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of mediate the questions. And uh, he, he puts, there's a little mouth cutout. Yep. And because it's a life-size jalapeno, his mouth's too big to fit in. Way it. too big. Oh boy! But uh, it looks like the jalapeno speaking, mm -hmm. and that, and then we just kind of do a Q and A with the crowd. Oh, it's great! <laughs> and, and, and he's it, raunchy. Oh, I, I get raunchy. Oh, I can get raunchy. It's true. Yeah. Do you want? Okay. So can we? Do, wait. Can we, we can please? We please? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, does anyone during the, in this podcast have a question for the raunchy jalapeno? Uh oh! Watch out! I'm gonna get real raunchy. Oh boy! <laughs> I have a question. Oh, you sir? Yes. Um, yeah. Are raunchy Ronchi Jalapeno, are you a virgin? Ronchi Jalapeno, are you a virgin? No, I spread my hot seed all over the place. Oh, wow. I know. That was raunchy. I know. Yeah, oh, hot seeds. Yeah, yeah. Do you, any other questions? Semen. Okay, I, was, I think they got it, Ronchi Jalapeno. Okay, dokie. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I have another question. Uh, oh, yeah, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, uh, what is your uh, favorite uh, sexual position? Oh, Ronchi Jalapeno loves sex, so this is going to be a good answer. Oh, let's see. My favorite uh, sexual position would have to be... Uh, uh, oh, 
Bronchi Jalapeno, have, have you had sex before? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you just look like you're sweating, Bronchi Jalapeno. Because I'm so hot thinking about <laughs> sex. <laughs> All right, well, then answer the question. What's your favorite sexual position, Raunchy Jalapeno? Reverse cowgirl. Next question. Oh. That's fair. That's a good position. That's a good position. So, yeah, and we go back and forth. Yeah. You know, yeah, we do that. Usually there's a bachelorette party in the crowd, and, oh, Lord, we oh, can get man. a good 20 minutes Oh, man. Yeah. Well, at least. We go we go 20 minutes, sometimes upwards of 47, 48 minutes. With <laughs> it's true. And, you know, depending on the how, you know, you know, Michael, sometimes you got to adjust your material for the crowd. Yeah. So if we're doing a more PG or wholesome crowd, well, sometimes we'll change that to Christian zucchini. Or <laughs> ranchy jalapeno. <laughs> ranchy jalapeno. And then the questions are pertaining to ranch. You Ran- know, ranch you, dressing. Right. Fam- right. Famous salad dressing. Oh, yeah, you got it. Mm-hmm. And then the voice is a little bit more like this. As opposed to like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Can I ask a question to Ranchy Jalapeno? Yeah, sure. What's going on? Uh, What is your favorite thing to have dipped into you? Hmm. Ranch dressing. <laughs> you like to dip your ranch in ranch. <laughs> That's right. I can't get enough of it. Great. And the kids love it. Yeah. It sounds really. We... They laugh for a good six or seven minutes every time. Mm-hmm. And we usually give out some ranch at the top of the show just to get them excited. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. so, and they're like, yeah. why do I have this ranch? And then. Then they know. <laughs> then, then they know. Then they know. They get the educational bit from. Do you Lassen. still do like the. Uh, sorry. Do you still get the cow. Birth in the in the oh, yeah. Show. Yeah, no, oh yeah yeah I was oh that thinking. stays yeah that that is that yeah. is our flagship routine we lasso never... and cattle stays slap the butcher stays no matter what <laughs> oh, you yeah. do slap the butcher with the children but oh. depending on the oh, audience yeah. we'll either do ranchy or raunchy jalapeno yeah yeah <laughs> yeah occasionally we'll do holiday versions of slap the butcher oh. or lasso and cattle but other than that the source material doesn't change oh uh, what yeah. would a what would a holiday version of either of those be oh, oh well we, uh, we did a great flag day um, reindeer and lasso <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Flag Day one was probably our least popular iteration, if I'm being totally honest. Really? People don't care for Flag Day. No. Which I is, always forget when it is or what it is. That That is fair. That's the number one complaint. About I it. always <laughs> forget when, where, and why. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we did a great spooky Halloween one. Oh. oh that was great. Oh, my God. So, we slapped his tummy, and we made it so that a bunch of candy fell out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Made it look like it was falling out of his tummy. We, Human we spent pinata. about $200 on that rig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And it, it paid back, tell you what. <laughs> and then for opposite day, we did a very special lasso and cattle where the the cow came out, and then I ran in as the cowboy, and then I gave birth as a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. uh, and boy. What let, what sound did you make as the cowboy? Oh, can I? Is yeah, you okay? can, yeah. Oh, it's coming! <laughs> it just, and it killed. <laughs> in, in different variations of that. Yeah. So. Was it like a crowd that had seen the other, like, the regular show, so it made sense for them to do the opposite. I don't know if we've ever had anyone come back to the show. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we we like to think that we have uh, reoccurring fans, but that theory is yet to prove itself. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they got really weirded out on opposite day when we started doing Bush the Slapper. Oh yeah. <laughs> It didn't even really make sense to us. No, yeah. But we had to stay true to form. Would you right. you just go out into the crowd and just slap people? Mm-hmm. Pretty wow. much. Yep, yep. And then we had a fake belly that the knife would go into just over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. It got a little dark, but, you know. I'm Butch the Slapper. I'm Butch the Slapper. Exactly. But, yeah. But, you know, yeah. regardless of, you know, fans or all that, we just have great <clears throat> promotions, and we'll always pack a house. You That's know? right. Yeah. Always pack a house. So, What, what kind of promotions? Um, mainly flyers. We've been doing this new thing where we've been putting flyers on cars. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Oh, he thought of that. It was, I thought, when he said that, I thought, that's the best idea I done ever heard. I can't believe nobody's thought of that before. Yeah. Because initially we would see all these flyers on the ground and think, well, we got to one-up that. Yeah, we saw a bunch of flyers on the ground next to cars. Mm-hmm. So we just put it on car. Uh, sometimes we'll just wander into churches and just kind of just tell people what's going on. Yep. Just, yeah. you know. We call into radio stations, like we said. The aforementioned. Do you ever do any specials, like deals? Like two uh, for one? Or we, kind you of know, we, we, we've been known to barter. Yeah. You know, one time we were a little bit low on gas in the RV. Um, so we did it. We did a, a show for a, a camping group, and we just got two tubs of gasoline in return. <laughs> two big old tubs. Mm-hmm. Yep. We didn't even have a funnel or nothing. Yep. <laughs> we lost a lot of the gasoline just on pour it into the... yeah. Oh, yeah. But two whole tubs. We we managed to salvage about an eighth of a tank. Yeah. And yeah. that got us to the next gig. And you know, you know, it's a grind, but we love the grind. Yeah. That's right. We, do. we love the grind. <laughs> it's true. Oh man. Uh so have you guys like how do you keep going? Like it, you know, you said it's a grind like you've been doing it for a long time. How do you what makes you like keep moving forward? Hmm. I, I, a big part of it is that dream of one day uh performing at a Celtics <laughs> basketball game. That's right. Um you if know I could just just for once play in front of the great Larry the Bird. Oh, I would love it. That would be so I don't good. think he still plays. What's that? I don't think I think he retired a while ago. No, no. he must still play. Larry no, Larry Bird? Yeah, yeah. I think he's he the, retired like maybe early mid 2000s. He's the best that ever played. Why would he retire? Yeah, I don't elderly. I don't mean to be rude, but I think you got your facts wrong. Okay. I don't I'm not usually that guy, but I think you're really wrong here. And <laughs> that, that that that's probably the main dream we have. Although, you know, look Michael, I can't lie to you. Television, we would love to do it. Oh yeah, oh. Broadway, heck yes, heck One yes, day. yeah. Uh, you know, really, we, we're just we're just performers. We're we're just <clears throat> yet two more players on the bard stage of the world, right? And just looking for any opportunity got, to play. We got a gun full of comedy bullets, and it's just a matter of which targets we're gonna hit with them, <laughs> right? <laughs> and we gotta stop using that phrase. We yeah, do. that's getting we need dated. To change that one up. Uh, wait. So I have another question related Please. to the Celtics. Uh, the Boston, oh, yeah, or, or Celtics. Okay, I think it's regional. Sure. Um, you guys aren't from Boston, are you? No, no, never been. Why are you uh so I- enamored with the Celtics? Well, Larry the Bird. Oh. Well, Larry the Bird, first and foremost. Uh, <clears throat> my favorite color's always been green. It's true. You oh. won't shut up about it. I won't <laughs> shut up about it. That's why I love damn vegetables so much because I love the color green. It's yeah. true. You know, it's uh, as a kid. We would uh, get a, a few fleeting moments to watch television, and the only thing we've ever seen in an arena was a clip of a Boston Celtics game. Yeah, and <laughs> and now I, you know, it's just ever since we were kids, we we're just saying, "Gosh, yeah, we gotta get on that stage." I think you one know? of my first uh, <clears throat> tastes of true comedy too was how hard I laughed every time I looked at the Boston Celtics mascot. Oh yeah, you yeah. know the logo. Mm-hmm. Funny, the guy that kind of. It kind of looks like the Gibraltar Trade Center guy. Yeah, yep. sure, yeah. Right? He's is it just me, or does he kind of look like the does. Gibraltar Trade Center guy? Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Uh, that we did some legendary gigs at that. At that really? Place. Oh, I can yes. imagine yes. big oh, trade yeah. shows. Oh we, yeah. We cut our teeth at the uh, uh, Gun and Hunting Expo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy. You talk about We got about tattoos to prove it. It's true. Really? Mm-hmm. May I see them? Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. The matching matching shoulder pieces right there. Oh, oh, those are. Racist. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So funny thing, um, <laughs> we we were doing a show 
and you know the crowd they just weren't with us you know yeah. and to be fair we were still getting our sea legs with uh with our uh material and we were, were doing great they just didn't know it yet yeah. that's true and one man in the crowd was not laughing and i, I and I, we singled him out and we said sir we're gonna make you laugh by the end of this show and he said or what and i said or, or, or you can give us tattoos that's oh. how confident i was and here's the thing he did technically he did not laugh but I knew he wanted to. He was buttoning on the inside of his cheeks so hard to stop himself from laughing. But Blood he, was spilling out of the side of his mouth. Oh, but man. he so badly wanted to give us these matching tattoos of burritos wearing sombreros <laughs> that he was he was not going to laugh for not nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I, to be honest, we never asked him why the burritos with the sombreros, but he made it clear that he was a little racist. Yeah. So He it, made it very clear it was... It could have been it, more racist. It was ill-intended. It's true. That's, it's a, true. that's a later racism. But, you know, it, it is a constant reminder. We look at ourselves, <clears throat> and we, then we look at the tattoos, and we think how far we've come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? That's right. Now, now I would gladly take up that bet again, because I know I could make anyone laugh. Yeah. Man, oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That should 100%. be a part of your show. If we could, we could make anyone laugh with Slap the Butcher, just give us as much time as we need. That's true. Well, you made me laugh several times. Oh. Oh, thank you. You're a sweet Michael, Michael. You're you're very sweet. Mm -hmm. You're a very nice guy. Yeah. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. So, uh, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Oh, it was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, you thanks guys for having us on this podcast. Mm -hmm. If you're a member of the Elk Club, uh, go check them out on September 13th. That's right. Oh, you gotta. You gotta. <laughs> Thursday and, the 13th. <clears throat> and uh, keep your eyes on SeatGeek for uh, Celtic tickets. Oh. Let's God. see if maybe uh, maybe one day the, the Chalant brothers are make, have made it. Yes, or yeah, yeah. quite frankly, if you or a loved one are a member of the Boston Celtics organization, uh, we need an in. Yep. We need an in. Either drop us uh, Larry the Bird's phone number or, mm -hmm. you know, just get us in with the uh, venue manager. Oh, yeah. Whatever stadium they play at. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> I'm not sure where it is either. Oh, no, I have no clue. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Mm. You have a wonderful, wonderful day. I hope your show goes well. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. You That's too. so nice. I, you yeah. Too. Thank you. Well, we will be back next week with more fun, you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> the Michael Debris Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.